Welcome to another episode of Ed Luminaries with Alejandra Zertuche, CEO of Enflux, who brings you powerful educator perspectives hailing from all walks of life. Get inspired and obtain great takeaways that you can apply to help set your students up for success. Sometimes all it takes is to hear how innovative educators approach similar problems and overcome obstacles to support breakthrough academic success. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Alejandra Certuche, and you're listening to the Ed Luminaries podcast, where we talk with educational leaders to find out how they're thinking and working creatively to drive student success. In today's episode, The Future of Education and the Role of EdTech, we're going to hear from Gregory Chenferani, founder and CEO of Core Higher Education Group. And by the way, sneak peek, we just became partners and there's a lot of great things coming and getting announced soon. Core supports both learners and administrators through every stage of the student journey by providing tools and solutions that support student recruiting, experiential, clinical education, student assessment, career readiness, and continuing education. Greg is a pharmacist by trade and has more than 20 years of management experience with healthcare and higher education in the areas of software development, multimedia marketing, and publishing. With an entrepreneurial spirit, Greg it specializes in guiding teams in the development and marketing of SaaS applications that focus on niche needs within healthcare and higher education. Greg's passion is the development of unique, practical, and successful technologies that support healthcare practitioners, students, and educators throughout their continuum of practice. Greg, I'm really excited to have you today in this episode. I think we share passion for solving problems, being creative and innovative. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And um, we're really excited for our partnership with, with Enflux. We are so excited about it. We're just dying to share with everyone what we're, what, what's behind of, of our partnership and, and how it's going to help educators obtain a 360-degree view of the students. And, um, you know, Greg, one of the things is that I wanted to ask you is I always ask people about this. What was the inspiration of CORE? What was the inspiration of taking your own risk to start your own company more than, what was it, 15 years ago? Uh, is that closer to, to, to 20, you know, 20, 25 years oh. ago, sort of the beginning. Uh, tell you a little bit about it. I'll give, I'll give you the quick, long story on where CORE came from. And there was no grand plan around, around the, the CORE business. Um, so, like you mentioned, uh, I'm a pharmacist, and, and back in the late 90s, I'm dating myself a little bit, uh, I was working at CVS, and I, I developed a, uh, wrote a training program for pharmacists to, to learn the basics of Spanish, and it was a it, training module. Uh, it was a book, tapes, you know, all of that, and uh, I wanted to sell it to the market, so I Taught myself a little bit of uh, web development, created a, a little website called RX Insider, put it on there. Uh, nobody came to buy it because I didn't realize that, um, hey, if you put something on the internet, uh, everyone's going to come to buy it. That's what I thought, but it didn't work that way. So I 
learned a little bit of search engine optimization to draw traffic in, added a couple little tools on the website. One was a pharmacy specific job board. And that's kind of what blew up. That, that's what took off because it was a big pharmacist shortage back then. So what happened was that job board and that website was turned into a company called RX Insider. Uh, then I kind of worked my way out of CBS, built that up. It turned into really what it is today, a, a media company, media and publishing company. And around 2006, uh, we, we had and we still have just some very, very talented uh, programmers on staff. Uh, we decided to build some software for the, specifically for the colleges of pharmacy. The accrediting body in, in pharmacy was coming out with some new, uh, uh, some new standards that the schools were going to have a hard time complying with. So we talked to a number of our school contacts, um, and we decided, all right, let's let's build some software for for schools. How hard could it be? Yeah, we build it and we talk to the dean, and the dean buys it and says, we're going to use this, and pretty pretty simple. Uh, not that simple, a little, little naive <laughs> going into that, into that market. You know, there's a learning curve there, but that was the start of course. So we built our first three products, our ELMS products, our CompMS and our MyCred products. So that was our suite. And for about five years, it was under the, the RX Insider uh, brand, but problems started to arise from branding. We were selling it well outside of pharmacy um, after a few years to nursing, to all of healthcare, to colleges of education, to law schools. Uh, so we had to get away from the Arc Insider brand. And it was a totally different product mix than Arc Insider. So we split the business about seven years ago. And um, that's, that's where Core came from. And since then, we've added a few more products to the mix. Uh, just listening to our customers, you know, to, our, to our client schools and what their needs were. And now we have a, a suite of six six products under the, the core name. So that's that's kind of where it came from, kind of a weird, weird story, but um, hopefully it was a little interesting. It's fascinating. As a matter of fact, when, when I was director of assessment, I was in charge of RX outcomes, um, where we were have the student portfolio. And, and it's a small world, right? That was so many years ago, I think it was between 10, 2012 and 2016 and look at us now we're having a podcast <laughs> yeah i know i remember that you're and when you were uh you know in academia you were one of our first first clients back then yeah so you used our assessment tool and when we rebranded it went from our outcome to comp ms uh but yeah you were one of our you know pioneering uh customers back then yeah and and, and, and the Fike School of Pharmacy was our first customer uh, for Influx as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's fascinating. And now look at us, we're partners and we're going to create more solutions, innovative solutions for educators and the students. It's, it's um, a small world. It's a small world. It's a small world. And, you know, um, I, I, I bet that you have a lot of conversations with deans and associate deans and faculty. And now that you are working with more than 20 different discipline um, programs, like you have nursing, PA, optometry, law, as you mentioned, and many more. What are the common emerging trends and challenges that you're seeing in these disciplines? Uh, well, in, in our world, um, I'm seeing, we've been seeing a few, few different things. And one stems quite a bit from, from COVID, uh, and that's digital preparedness. 
we, we've, we've seen uh, we're, or we're experiencing schools really, really pushing um, you know, new initiatives to, to digitize in, in many different ways, do things better from a digital standpoint. Um, I think, or I know that obviously COVID caught, caught a lot of institutions off guard. They weren't necessarily fully prepared digitally. They had to catch up you know, really quick in many different ways. And they're, they're just looking to the future. So the next issue that arises, they're, they're much more prepared. So in the past, we've seen schools maybe a little slow in some areas to, to embrace certain technologies, but now it seems to be more of an, an initiative. So and whether it's our suites, whether it's influx and getting that, you know, that big picture of, of all of your different vendors data, all those other vendors, um, we've seen a, a, a push for schools just to, just to be more prepared from a digital standpoint. So, you know, that's, that's one big thing we're, we're seeing. Another is we, we, we work in the world of, of clinical and experiential education. That's sort of our, our niche out there. And we just see that portion of education becoming more and more complex. And it, it has been changing over the years and it gets just, it continues to get more and more complex. So whether it's uh, the accredit that particular accreditation body, uh, putting out you know, additional requirements and standards to uh, compliance issues, schools needing to, to manage more compliance type subjects, whether it's background checks or, or uh, drug tests. We saw that with COVID. That, that was a, a pretty, pretty much an acute issue, but schools needed to really uh, track COVID testing for their students when they went out into the field. Uh, to even schools wanting to differentiate between each other and adding additional complexity to their, to their clinical education um, there. So we're seeing a lot of a greater push for experiential and clinical education, even outside of healthcare, but also just that world is getting more and more complex. Um, another big thing we see is schools preparing students better for the workforce from a soft skill standpoint. Uh, we've been hearing it from employers, from preceptors, from schools, and, and, and students themselves. We actually take students here. At, we're, we're actually a site for students. But I think everyone realizes that, that more work needs to be done to help prepare these students to enter the workforce, whether they're going out into the workforce on a clinical rotation or a job. Um, it seems like the soft skills have been lacking. Maybe that's because they've grown up in a digital world and, and through, through texting or, or what, not sure, but it does seem like, like greater need is, is out there to help prepare these students because many of them have never, some of them have never even worked before. So if they go out on a clinical rotation, that could be the first time they're stepping into a professional environment. So we've seen schools preparing um, students better to go out into the workforce versus just arming them with clinical education, you know, if it's, if it's a, a healthcare type program. Absolutely. And, and I'm seeing that even from the accreditors. Uh, some, some of the initiatives came within the, the programs 
because they want to prepare the students with soft skills. But now the accreditors are like, these are the requirements, co-curricular activities, yes. and it's leadership, um, communication. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but it's all the soft skills. Yeah, and, and like you just hit on that term, co-curricular activities. There's not a lot of room in the curriculum for this stuff. So if it's co-curricular, it sits outside of the curriculum. It's, it's required by the accreditors. But schools, um, you know, they, they have some challenges there. Tracking all of it, providing good content, quality content to their, to their students without overburdening them with additional like, full-blown courses. And that's, that was really the, the inspiration for our readiness platform was to, to provide it to schools to help prepare these students with, with those soft skills through these co-curricular activities. So we've, we've seen a, a big um, you know, push there, whether it's the school instituting it or it's, it's being required of them by the accreditor. In uh, another you know, area are, you know, that we see um, trending is schools educating their students and even prospective students, high school students on potential career paths within their, within their uh, profession. So you know, recruiting of students is becoming more competitive. Schools want to, want to showcase what a degree can, can do for that student. So you know, we're, we're both come out of the pharmacy market. Um, how many high school students, you know, if you ask a high school students, what they think a pharmacist does, what are they going to come back with now? Yeah, they're going to think they, they just work at CVS or yeah. they work at Walgreens and they don't what? know about their role at a hospital or a clinic or research or a lab. And Exactly. And if you're a high school student, you're considering healthcare as a, you know, as a, as a profession for you and, and maybe working in a community pharmacy isn't of interest to you, or you're going to move on and you're going to look at a different different uh, profession. Well, schools realize that and they know to attract those students, they have to educate them more on, on the broader potential of, of what a degree you know, in that particular discipline can do for them. So we've, we've seen pushes there and that's more on the, on the uh, admission side of things, but you know, schools know they need to do a better job uh, communicating. Recruiting. Yep, recruiting. So th those are some of the trends uh, that we're, we're seeing. There are more, but I don't want to those are excellent. Those are excellent trends. Um, I see similar things with, with our clients and with the schools that we're meeting with. Um, I, like you said, the first one, digital transformation. Before COVID, everyone talked about it, but nobody did it, right? It was more yeah. of a big vision. And then COVID happened. It's like, uh-oh, now it's not only a vision, it's an execution mode. Um, and why? Well, I think more than anything is the, 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 the new needs um, and the new challenges, which comes core curricular activities. How are you going to be documenting all of that? And then reporting it to the accreditors as well as reporting it back to the students so that they know their, their strengths and weaknesses and make improvements. Because if they're not good with communication or, or one of those soft skills, then how can we train them or help them get better? Um, and the other one is uh, career path. I, I, I see that a lot, um, that high school students don't know that they don't have to get a, an undergrad degree and then go into a PharmD. 
They, there's some programs that offer great accelerated PharmD degrees where they can go to college for two years and then jump to pharmacy. And I even think, I believe, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's programs that they can jump directly from high school to, um, to do a pharmacy degree. And those are excellent choices. Of course, for the right person, right? So you need to make sure that the student understands what the career entails, what the program is gonna ask from them and what the commitment is gonna be, not financially, not only financially, but time-wise. Um, because going from high school to a PharmD, it's not gonna be an easy easy thing to do. Um, but what, what um, taking all in consideration these trends, um, what are some of the, um, what advices would you give to someone that is trying to overcome or prepare for digital transformation. Um, the other one, when we talk about student engagement, I, I, it's almost like tailor academic advising, tailor advice to the students. So how can they, the schools overcome these challenges? That, that's, a great, that's a great question. Um, I can only speak from past experience and, and what we've, seen work in, in some areas. I, I think if a department or, or program is gonna institute, institute a new piece of technology, I think step one is, is to develop a clear plan to continuously reinforce the benefits of that particular product out to their stakeholders, their constituents. And so if it's something like NFLUX, um, Develop a plan so they're continuously keeping faculty sort of in the know about some of the benefits that NFLUX is, is providing them. Uh, if it's their team, do that even more. So, so people see the, the benefits you know, of, of that particular software. If they think they're using a, a technology just, I don't say it's busy work, but they, they don't see the true benefits and, and what it's truly doing, the, the value that it's providing, people kind of forget or they don't appreciate, I, I guess you could say. And if they don't- They see it as um, administrative task. That's yeah, they see it as administrative it. and rote tasks. They don't appreciate it. Uh, they might not see everything that it's doing for the institution or for the students or for the administration. So develop out a communication plan uh, to, to keep that, to, to keep that in front of whether it's your, your staff or your students you can continuously reinforce the benefits of, of what they're doing, or they will just see it as busy work. For example, if they're managing a, a digital portfolio, if you don't tell the students why and, and what those, what, how it's going to help them, what's in it for me, um, then they're just going to look at it as busy work, just one more assignment. Whereas, no, no, you can use this to, to give yourself an edge during the interview process, uh, if you're gonna interview for a residency or for a job, that's why you wanna take it seriously. That's why you wanna build it out to the greatest degree. So you know, whether it's something like that or an influx type product, uh, continuously sharing tidbits of it with faculty. So they, they might not even be in that product, uh, but they're seeing what it's doing for the institution, some of those benefits. Um, if another 
piece of advice is if a, if a program is instituting a new piece of software, have a clear change management plan behind it for your staff. That's really important. Um, just Google change management. Um, you can find plenty of resources out there. But if you want, you want buy-in from your team or else they're, they're not going to use it. And like I said, they, they won't appreciate it. If you have a clear, it doesn't have to be anything complex, but a clear change management plan, uh, it's going to give you the, the best chance of making that piece of technology successful you know, for your institution. Uh, and I guess another piece of advice is when it comes to, to using a new piece of technology, you really, you don't know what you don't know about some of the, the features and functions and benefits in there. You might've seen a lot of it through a, a sales presentation. And yeah, you might be comfortable with some of the, the, the basic functions one, once it's implemented, but typically there's a lot more behind the scenes that can really make your life easier, that, that you can see much more benefit, you and your staff or students can see much more benefit from um, so, so ask a lot of questions. Um, not everyone reads every email from that vendor with, with new features. We, we that's get that, um, but just assume there's a lot more behind the scenes that 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 can be there for you. Bring up some of the the problems that you're having. Maybe if you're if you are performing quarterly business reviews with your vendor, have a have a list of some of the like a wish list of of, of some things that maybe the software can help. Maybe it, maybe it won't, but get the conversation going. And you might be surprised at some of the features that have been added since you implemented originally. So have a, have a strong relationship and dialogue with your, with your vendors, client success team, representative, uh, you know, wh whoever that point of contact is, and, and lean on that and ask them a lot of questions. And I think you'll be surprised with how many additional benefits you just weren't aware of that product can and provide. Uh, th those are you know some of the things um, that we've experienced over the years. We try to facilitate with, with our with our customer base. Um, but those are three three pieces of advice for someone looking at a new new product. Those are great advisors uh, advices because I I I can see how um, some programs get really excited about technology. I think we all do, right? Uh, we get really excited uh, about technology, but then we think that just by getting it and buying it, then that's it. We're done. Right. And no, you're not done. That's just the beginning. You need to, to um, communicate the benefits of the technology, um, not only the benefits to the user, but the benefits to the program, the benefits to the student, um, the efficiency as well, because most technology helps the programs be more efficient with their time, with their processes. And then the other one that you talk about, change of management is, um, it's like infusion of technology. Um, I took courses on change of management and infusion of technology. And it's more regarding, okay, what are your processes, regarding about what are your processes in place? And how are you gonna be implementing technology? And think about secondary, like unintended consequences as well. If we do this, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Because um, we tend to focus more on the positive things, but we sometimes don't focus on, hey, wait a minute, maybe, maybe there might be some unintended consequences that might be detrimental to our current processes in place. We're 
We implemented technology to make things more efficient for the administrators, but then faculty are having spending a lot more time complying with a new requirement from the administrators to use the technology. So they need to consider both spectrums and, and about asking, having a strong relationship with the vendors. I think both of us can say that we're here to help them, right? We, we're always available. They can give us a call. We always tell them we're always available during office hours. <laughs> we're not going to be available <laughs> at two or three in the morning because um, we do know when you're grading and you are having a glass of wine, that's awesome. But don't give us a call at two in the morning. Right. Um, we're here to help. We're here to give them resources. When I meet with schools um, and I find about challenges that they're having or if they want to train faculty or provide faculty development, I even tell them, count with me. I'll provide the session. I just love helping our customers. Um, and, and I think they can find that with CORE. They can find that with other vendors as well. It only takes a call or an email. Right. And that, that's such an important aspect of of both of our businesses is pairing up excellent technology with that, that customer success, uh, the client success side, the customer service side. You can have incredible technology, but if, if you're not pairing it up with great customer service, it's not gonna be successful. Uh, mm -hmm. just, just kind of like the opposite. If you have great customer service and your, your technology isn't good, you're probably not gonna be successful. But when you pair up those two, that's the recipe for success in, in our business. We have the same, same passion. It's pairing excellent technology with excellent support. Because at the end of the day, we wanna make sure faculty are gaining time and taking time back so that they can help the students be successful. It's helping them be efficient and helping them identify those students that need help so they can help them. And um, Greg, besides our partnership, what else are you excited about? What's motiv what motiv motivates you? Uh, personally with a business, I, I guess I would say creating. I, I really like that part of what we do. By that, I mean, I like listening to our, to our customers on what some of their challenges and, and needs are. What, what do they see coming down? What do they see that's going to be an issue coming down the pipe for them? What are they struggling with now? Just, just hearing some of their problems. And then, like I mentioned, we have just an incredible programming team here. Those are, those are the people that, that, that create. Um, but I love taking the feedback from customers having them create that preferably unique solution and then beta testing it and, and launching it and seeing it succeed uh, out there in the market, watching that idea from the back of a napkin go from an idea on the back of a napkin to a product to a successful product. That's what really motivates me. That's what I really truly love to do. And sort of help, help guide the team during that three-phase process, I guess you could say. And we've done it with six different products here at, at, at CORE over the last 15 years. And that's, that's what I personally get the most enjoyment out of. 
it's exactly the same thing for me. That's what it's exciting, like finding those new solutions and and seeing how it goes from point A to B, D, yeah. and it just keeps growing. Yeah. It, and it and the best part, I don't know if this, um, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure it has happened to you. When you start seeing the end users use use the platform in ways that you didn't even think about. Right. Yeah. It, it just seeing those results. For, for example, um, I'll give you an example. Specifically in the in the pharmacy market, uh, the schools there's um, there's a recruiting issue. You know, the, the enrollment is is down, and we've been hearing that and seeing that for the past few years. That's a problem, and we know that our, our customers struggle with that. Uh, and they, they want to get ahead of it. So what we did is we said, all right, well, well how, can, how can we help? You know, how, what, what can we develop to, to support them? And that was the genesis of our recruit product. So hearing that the pharmacy schools were having a problem, all right, well, how can we help turn that around? Well, I think going back to our previous conversation on educating these high school students on career paths, can we help the schools educate these students better on what a, what a pharmacy degree can do for them from a career standpoint so they do get excited about pharmacy and they do decide to apply and, and uh, matriculate. So we launched you know, we on the back of a napkin. We said, hey, if we had a learning center, a, a like a student's um, uh, exploration, you know, a career exploration center that we could kind of white label for schools. They brand it all. We fill it with content, like video content on different career paths. They promote it out to the high school, you know, to, 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 their, to their audience. These students come in, they learn about all these different career paths. At the same time, schools are collecting that data on them that they could market back to and matriculate additional students, we've got a winner. And that's what we've done. And it, it, the most satisfying piece is, is monitoring and watching, again, high school students creating accounts and getting in there. And because everything is monitored, everything is, is data-driven and just watching the whole cycle happen. So, you know, went from the back of a napkin, we developed it out, developed the content, the technology, launched it, and then watching Watching the end result, watching those those undergrad and those high school students engaging with it um, was the most satisfying thing ever because we, we knew, all right, this is going to help these schools. Yeah. You know, it, it works and going, you know, and, and doing that over like a two year period. But um, that's what I love doing is, is that whole creative process, supporting the team, you know, however way I can during that. And then there's no greater sense of satisfaction seeing it actually work in the end. Because some things just don't work. It might look good. You might put a lot of resources into it, but it just doesn't work. Seeing it work is just the, 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 the ultimate sense of satisfaction. So that's, that's what I really enjoy doing. Seeing it work and getting great feedback is the best paycheck ever. <laughs> it really is. It yep. really is. It, it gives you that... Um, sense of pride you, you feel you feel like you truly accomplished truly accomplished something um, I mean we all make paychecks great you know you, you, you make money fine but when you walk away and you're like we created something that's 
that people are engaging with and, it, and it's helping them. I think that's the ultimate, I, I really do. EdTech is a fascinating um, industry because it's so rewarding to help the educators, to help the students at a scale. We're not just working at one university, but we're doing it at scale. And it's just, it's so rewarding. I love it. It's what, it would, it's what gives me energy every day to keep working hard and harder uh, to do what we're doing at Influx. So thank you so much for sharing um, your stories. Congratulations on the new solution. And, and we're looking forward to announce to everyone our upcoming, upcoming solution um, that we're gonna build together. Um, how can the listeners learn more about CORE? Where can they find more information? Oh, well, they can just go to our website at www.coreheired.com. That's probably the easiest, quickest way to, to learn more about us and our, our history and our, our solutions there. Uh, if anyone would like any information directly from me, I'd be, I'd be happy to supply it. My email is, is greg dot chanfarani c-i-a-n-f-a-r-a-n-i at corehighered.com um i would say you know go into the website we have plenty of videos and uh, everything else right there for them. excellent and we'll make sure that we add that to the podcast the description so that listeners have access to that information greg thank you so much for joining us today it has been a pleasure to have this um a recording of the episode and I wish we'd recorded our, our conversation before the episode, which yeah, was fantastic yeah, that, that as was well. <laughs> no, yeah. That was uh, uh, great as well. Maybe we can do that um, um, once we, we announce the solution that we're building together. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to today's um, series on the future of education and the role of edtech. You can subscribe to our events by going to nflux.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn where we post announcements about our solutions, resources, and resources like today's session. I'm Alejandra Sartuche, and you have been listening to El Luminaries. You've just listened to Ed Luminaries, inspiring stories and ideas from educators to educators with Alejandra Zertuche. Connect with us at edluminaries.com to join the conversation and access the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. 